right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, podcast where we cover sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Uh, as like we always like to say, go on and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Spotify, you know, Apple Podcast, Amazon. Give us five stars and subscribe. This is our 25th podcast, and you know, I would like to say thank you to all of our devoted fans and then the other casual fans we have as well because this is we've had over 500 down, uh, downloads already which is pretty crazy you know if you ask us considering that you know we're kind of operating a little bit on a shoestring budget so uh we appreciate all of the support and we you know keep sharing it with everybody and get the good word out on miserable and reckless so uh moving right in but first before we get into the good bad and the ugly i'd like to say this tonight's episode is brought to you by the brand new country and cold cans website called countrycoldcans.com where you can get the brand new country and cold cans headline we have four different styles and we will ship to anywhere in the continental u.s as well as a little bit overseas so check that out at countrycoldcans.com uh moving into the good the bad and the ugly angle if you want to kick things off i can't believe our our first sponsorship after 25 podcasts wow that's 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 great <laughs> <laughs> just tell me when the check arrives seriously I feel like uh, I feel like uh rich eyes and opening up my checks in front of everyone oh here's one for a dollar and 25 cents all right <laughs> <laughs> all right so my good uh morgan we were texting a little bit about this but um ty gibbs the shout out to ty gibbs i think you may talk about that a little bit later on, but uh, he won his first ever race in Xfinity. And then uh, shout out David Pasternak of the uh, Bruins for scoring a hat trick on Lake Tahoe. That's kind of a cool thing. Um, they beat the Flyers uh, seven to three. So for any Flyers fans out there, um, suck it. Anytime any type of Philadelphia <laughs> team loses is a good day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, seven to three uh, hat trick on Lake Tahoe. My bad moving. Um, I don't mind that actual act of lugging the crap around. I've moved about 25 times in my life in all seriousness. So I actually don't mind putting the stuff together and getting it in the back of a truck. It's, but uh, during COVID, it was a, it, it's been a little bit more stressful managing vendors here in the new place to complete work, um, having to hoof it over here back and forth across town on the Beltway and everything else and trying to be safe and keep them safe and keep the house aired out so we don't have multiple vendors it's just you're, you're scheduling way more than you think you would it's been a logistics drag so that kind of sucks which leads me to my ugly which i'm calling out my wife this week she's my ugly um apparently uh it well first of all it was it was it's, it kind of sucks when you got to go back once you've got all the stuff at the new place and you got to clean out the old place um so apparently when i'm thinking that it's, I'm not super motivated to clean. Apparently I don't clean to my wife's standards. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> got into some verbal Sorry. tiffs this week about whose uh, standard of cleanliness was fine. I was completely fine to spend $10 on not cleaning the exhaust fan on the, you know, standing on my tiptoes on the edge of the uh, bathtub, but apparently $10 is $10 saved. So uh, that adds up, man. <laughs> So I'm kind of saying that jokingly, but uh, also we were watching a TV show this week and yes, it was about food and chefs. And at the beginning of the uh, series, when we started watching it, there was 24 guys that could compete. And at the end of the first episode, I said, that's the one that's going to win. I'm picking that guy. We get all the way to the end of like 10 or 12 hours worth of TV. That guy won. So I looked at her all excited and I put my hand up in the air, like high five, right? Like I nailed it. And she was just, just shook her head and just sat there and would not acknowledge my win. 
would not acknowledge the fact that I had clearly picked one, the one of 24 chefs. I think that's way more impressive than picking the Kentucky Derby. There's only like 12 horses in that race. So I'd just like to go on record and say her attitude is ugly. And uh, that's my ugly for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully when she's (laughs) listening to this podcast later, she'll get a chuckle out of that. Well, at minimum, we did. <laughs> All right, Dustin, after that one, let you follow that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, tough, sure. that's a tough one to follow. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I don't want to be there when she listens to it for you. Um, my good, uh, Duke basketball, they're on a four-game winning streak, and they're looking a lot better. Um, and while Matt Hurt has been leading the way, uh, it's actually been pretty balanced, which has been fun to watch. Um, eight different guys have been in double figures over the course of the past four games, which is pretty impressive if you'd been watching the rest of the season with this team. Um, but other guys are contributing in other ways. Uh, I was looking at it earlier today. Wendell Moore has had 15 assists in that period, and Jordan Goldwire has 11 steals. He actually uh, has more steals than Phil Golds this season. And there are only two other Duke players who've ever done that. Tyler Thornton and Steve Wojciechowski. Ooh. And yeah, which is my other good this week. Uh, <laughs> Wojo led the Marquette Golden Eagles into the Dean Dome and took down Carolina 83-70. Go to hell, um, Carolina. Always. And it just, it was so much sweeter. You know, it everyone loves enjoying a Carolina loss, but it's so much sweeter when Wojo is standing on the sidelines as the head coach. And it was also very funny when he, uh, before the game made the point that he wishes there were fans because he's really going to miss the booze. So <laughs> he owns it. He knows they hate him and he, but he walked away a winner and that's all that matters. Um, instead of a bad, I kind of have a sad, um, you know, North Carolina, the governor is lifting the restrictions on indoor. Uh, I think you can have 15% capacity for stadiums. However, and this is in keeping with what they've done all throughout COVID, but Duke is not going to allow any fans. And so it's going to be a full season of Cameron Indoor Stadium with no fans whatsoever, um, which I just, you know, basketball with no fans is better than no basketball at all. But it's just sad to think that no one's going to have sat in the stands and cheered for their team this year. Yeah. Um, and for the seniors. Then, yeah, especially for the seniors. Uh, you know, there's only a couple, but there are a couple people who are never going to have that experience again. Nope. And they've, you know, they've recently had a couple of big wins at home. And, you know, it would have been games that would have been fun to be there if there was a packed house, but it just wasn't. So, um, ugly. I'm going a little out of bounds or out here facebook i uh i haven't really like logged in or spent any time on facebook in like a week and their algorithm is like going crazy is with push notifications it's just like they are trying everything they can to get me to like come back and look at their posts (laughs) and i'm just and now i'm kind of like maybe it's not me maybe it's you maybe that's why i haven't logged in (laughs) So. I don't know. I just, I kind of realized it today, earlier today. I was like, damn, like, why do I keep getting 35 of these every day? 
And I know you can turn them off, but now I'm just kind of like, where are they going to try to throw at me next? So anyway, that was my ugly for the week, Facebook. We can keep doing that every week if you want. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up we have Morgan Irby, and I know he's got some good news for our devoted listeners when it comes to his audio quality. So I'm going to turn it over to Morgan with his good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, first off, one I have a few good, I guess. Um, Chris, I got a new microphone, so hopefully the sound <laughs> quality has met your standards. Calling <laughs> <laughs> out one listener. I broke down and got a microphone slash headset, whatever you want to call it. Looking like I'm working at a call center right now. I'm here to meet your needs. We're driving an 18 wheeler. Let's <laughs> see here. Another, my really favorite good though is we brought uh, Brody a, a slide this weekend from Walmart. One of those little two pieces you just snap together, plastic slide. Um, as soon as I put it together, uh, and he woke up from his nap, he went bonanzas on it. He just was climbing up it and going head first down, giggling all the way down, getting up and running around, hopping up, and just running back to the steps climbing back up, going back down again. <laughs> it was perfect. He he wore himself out for about four hours doing that. It was perfect. But then my last good is Tech finally got to play basketball uh, this past week for the first time in 17 days, I think it is, because everyone kept getting COVID, including, including themselves. So that was nice. Um, moves on to my bad is that uh, they lost to Georgia Tech. In that game, a school, a athletic school that I despise, not as much as UVA, but it's up there. So, yeah, take you know, whatever. And Georgia Tech and kiss my butt. So, isn't <laughs> Alvarado's pesky? He's I, super I pesky and that. annoying. Thank God that triple option's not there anymore at that school. Um, <laughs> and then my ugly, uh, Bridget had her first big cold. This past uh, week and a half, almost, she we knew she was going to get it going into daycare. It's just a matter of time, and having to use that uh, snot sucker to get clear out her nose and everything, and steam showers to break everything up, and it just it's been pitiful. But she looks like she's getting over it. So no, never broke a fever, just a lot of congestion. So, but she's on the on her way to being perfect again. So, good deal. Well, I hope she feels better, man. Thank you, man. It's horrible here. Do all that crap. You know, she can't do anything to get it out. Yeah. All right. So, for me, I've got uh, two goods and an ugly. Uh, the first good, um, as anyone that has listened to us through 25 episodes knows, that well, I'd talk about my alma mater a little bit here and there. Um, <laughs> NC State, <laughs> NC State has uh, beat the number fifteen country, fifteenth uh, ranked team in the country, UVA, on the road the other night, sixty-eight, sixty-one, and it was the first home game in conference. I can't remember if it's home game period, but I know it's the first home conference game that, that Virginia has lost since January twentieth of twenty twenty, when the last time NC State beat them at home. And uh, <laughs> so we, we beat them there, which was a big win for the program because uh, the team is just playing a lot better. 
Um, I I hate to say this because the kid works hard and he's a good player, but Devin Daniels, when after he went out, the offense has been flowing a little better. Like, um, it, it, it's just it's the freshmen have stepped up to their credit, and the team is kind of hitting their stride a little bit. Um, with people growing up a little bit, and I'm excited to see if they can make a little bit of noise in the ACC tournament. It's still a long stretch to make the NCAA's this year, but it's nice to see the team playing better down the stretch here. Um, late in the season, so and on top of that is the um, first time since the 1974 season where we've won four straight conference home games and if anyone remembers and nobody that probably listens to this podcast or is on this podcast was alive then but nc state won the national title that year with david thompson so lord knows what might could happen this year if we sneak into the tournament i'm just saying but um that's my first good second good is uh, i'll take the field <laughs> yeah i would too we probably won't even make the field but uh <laughs> but on to my second good after with Dustin's nonsense, but, um, <laughs> we said, so, uh, next week will be my, uh, my birthday. So they informed me today at work that since it's the end of the month and we're a little bit slow and t- tomorrow's the last like official work day of the month that we're going to have a smorgasbord of Eastern North Carolina style barbecue, mac and cheese and collard greens tomorrow catered at the office for my birthday with a little bit of uh, Prosecco and orange juice for mimosas in the morning. So tomorrow is going to be a fun work day for me. And everybody's going to have to, I'm the longest tenured employee at this point in the company. So everybody's going to have to celebrate my birthday and enjoy it with me with some barbecue and some, uh, some mimosas. So it's, it'll be a fun day. Um, now to my ugly where I, I turn a little bit negative because after all this is miserable and reckless and I'm going to give everyone a, a little bit of a warning for some language here, just in case you're listening with your kids, but I had someone tell me the other day, I have, so for context, I have a dog and she is a Beagle Jack Russell mix. She is not a big dog. She is not a Labrador or, and she is not a golden retriever, but I love that dog more than I do almost anything on this earth. I had someone tell me the other day that she is a girl dog and that don't know why I had her. All I can say to anybody that thinks that is you can fuck off because I love that dog more than I do anything in this world. So anybody that has that, that trash ass opinion can fuck off. Now that's the end of our expletive uh, <laughs> part of this podcast, but I felt that needed to be said on miserable and reckless, but that's my good, good e- and ugly. We are explicit on Spotify. So we are, so we're covered, but I just felt like <laughs> that needed to be needed to be said out loud in a public forum for anyone that thinks that my dog is uh, not good enough. They can, they can fuck off. <laughs> hey, you know what? Bleep them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my good, good, and ugly for the week. I'm going to go right into the weekend look ahead. So what do you guys have going on this weekend? Ads. Anything? Cleaning. <laughs> cleaning. Cleaning. And maybe if we have enough time, not sure if we're or not, but hopefully there's enough time, but some more cleaning. <laughs> and taking care of babies <laughs> and then maybe cleaning <laughs> a damn Tasmanian yeah. devil clean up it takes me like 10-15 minutes to clean up Brody's destruction and it takes him 5 seconds to just destroy the entire living room <laughs> that looks like fun <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-huh. So, and just to add on to that, um, Morgan, in addition to cleaning, I think I have an Ikea trip in my future this weekend. So that's, 
That's Maybe fine. Some Bed Bath and Beyond, if you have enough time. I'm not sure if we will. Is that, is that fun? Or not. Is that fun or is it fun? <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's <so laughs> idea was this. <laughs> Don't make the same mistake I did. Don't call anyone out on this podcast, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> My wife do, doesn't listen to this. I was about to say, Dustin's done the same thing I did. If you do, call people out that you know aren't listening, just so you can catch <laughs> about it. Blink twice if you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my my what my best thing is Duke plays Louisville on Saturday, so I got that going for me. Assuming that it goes well, if not, then the whole weekend's miserable. Where is it? You know, I think it's on. I think it's uh, final home game of the season for Duke. With no fans, that doesn't camera. Really matter anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this how this this can be a end of year wrap up discussion for us. But I do think it would be interesting to look at that aspect because of the home court advantage. Other than maybe the travel aspect, I don't think it's really mattered this year. Nope. But anyway, we're getting off track. Logan, so the, dad, the dads will be doing the fun stuff. We'll, we'll be sure to text you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, the, the only thing I have going on this weekend, I want to give a shout out to my my good buddy. He's like a brother to me, uh, Clint. It's his 27th birthday this Sunday. And um, I think a handful of us in our, our close inner circle might be getting together for a little bit um, and running rapids on Saturday for uh, some good old-fashioned small-town gathering with either a uh, – depending on the weather, we're either going to be at a bonfire or we're going to be bowling. But it's one of the two, so I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Clint uh, this weekend for his birthday. But other than that, you know, nothing else. Well, you know what? Start a fire in a trash can at the bowling alley and you have both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do that in here? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I've been thrown out of nicer bowling alleys. <laughs> Taking my pitcher beer with me. I've done that before that's in college. <laughs> I paid for this. Sir, that's not even your pitcher. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> uh my weekend look ahead, as you guys know, is always NASCAR. So uh like I said a couple of weeks ago, right? If you turn on the TV, there's something there for you every weekend. So uh, Where are they at this weekend? Miami, Homestead. It okay. used to be the championship track. Now it's uh, – they're doing this Florida swing. It's kind of a weird thing. The schedule's all off this year. It's interesting. It's intriguing for those that have watched it in the past. It's not the same old, same old. They're shaking uh, it up to get, get more um, attention probably. Absolutely. And um, sell tickets. Florida's open. Yeah, my, yep. my dad doesn't watch it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty big for him. He told me that the other day. Like, I just don't even watch it anymore. It's just not the same. He said. So it's interesting you say that because I've uh, guys are holding up three fingers for Dale. <laughs> I've been thinking. Here's uh, and I texted the guys about this. I can't even get half this podcast to watch the race on a Sunday. So I've been trying to come up with more creative ways to talk about it as opposed to just highlighting like it's at Miami and it's a half mile, blah, blah, blah. And this guy is picked. I will pick the winner, Kyle Larson. That's the guy that's going to win. He's very good at that track all the time. That said, when, uh, when, uh, um, he's just, he's been really good at the track. Anyways, um, what I figured out was maybe we can compare drivers to quarterbacks. Maybe that, that would get people interested or maybe they would um, try and understand that. So 
uh, or they could understand a little bit better. So Kyle Bush is the easy one. Kyle Bush is Bill Belichick. I know it's not a quarterback, but when he wins, everybody knows that he's the smartest guy in the room or the best, most talented, but they still hate it, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know we have some people on this podcast who refer to him as crybaby. <laughs> uh, he hates the media. He hates giving press conferences and he basically and just he, tells everyone he's not there and uh, basically there. So he doesn't get fined. And he wrecks other people if he's not getting his way. So that sounds a lot like Bill Belichick. Correct. Ruthless. <laughs> so that's one. So if you're watching the candy car, so to speak, that's the 18 car for Gibbs. Bill Belichick, Kyle Bush. I think Dustin, you're you're cheering for him, right? This year? Based off of that description, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, basically... I love a I love a grumpy, like if I'm not gonna win, then I'm just gonna screw other people. And oh, by the way, the media sucks too. Guy. <laughs> I'll give him that the media does suck. And I'll give him one other thing. He's riding driving for Joe Gibbs. That's actually the only good thing he has going for him, is having a god like figure like him oh Redskins coach mentor and owner you know otherwise yeah highly successful NASCAR owner yeah. and Super Bowl champion three time three time champion and let me reiterate that the media sucks yes <laughs> they do ask the same questions <laughs> so the next one I had was Denny Hamlin uh the best one I could come up with for him is Aaron Rodgers uh, he should have a few more rings than he does or championship wins that he does, but he That's wins consistently. <laughs> he, he wins consistently every year and he's in way too many commercials. So Denny I Hamlin, like his PJs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what I was thinking of. Back, back to back Daytona winner. Yeah. And he showed up on, I forget where he finished on Sunday, but he was in it all, all race. Fifth, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's an easy one. Uh, he's Tom Brady, um, seven-time winner, both of them a seven-time, uh, plus the 48 team because Jimmy Johnson retired this year. So the 48 team is a little like the Patriots in that they have a new driver and they're trying to figure out what life is after their star moved on. Dale Jr., uh, the best I could come up with, I think it fits really well, is Tony Romo. He won a few memorable times, but for the most part, he didn't really do anything on the track, honestly, and he's way, way better in the booth. <laughs> That's don't ever. Hopefully, he never listens to us. That's a diehard Redskins fan right there. And you compare him to a Cowboys quarterback. That's kind of why Oof. I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous when territories. I, when I saw that, I was like, Dale's not gonna like that. <laughs> and I, mean, I know Dale's a loyal listener. Yes, an yeah, absolute he loyal listener. He was. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> uh, we. I've got others we can do. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt is Jay Cutler. He's got a lot of talent, a bad attitude. He kind of underperforms based on his talent. So if Jeffrey Earnhardt had a reality show like Jay Cutler does, I would absolutely watch it too. <laughs> so uh, Noah Gregson is Gardner Minshew. He's exciting. He's brash. He rocks a ridiculous mullet. Uh, Gardner obviously has the mullet thing and the jorts and everything else. He wins in Florida a lot. Noah Gregson certainly does that. So um, he's a fun guy to watch on Saturdays in the, in the lower series. And then the last one is Chase Elliott, the people's champ. I compared him to Patrick Mahomes because people, no, all they talked wrong. about. No. Nah, next topic. All they talked about nonstop was, is he going to win? Is he going to win? And then finally, when he breaks through, everyone decides he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with every week. The announcers just talking about him constantly. He's literally the same guy. So just chill out, everybody. Like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes has talent. Oh, well. There you go. 
agree to disagree. Still the reigning champ. So yeah, maybe the argument. You can call him Chris Sims. That way, he can be like his daddy. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe a better comparison would be uh, who was the quarterback of the 2000 Ravens team that Trent um did he, yeah Trent Dilfer he's Trent Dilfer he might can get a a, a gig on ESPN t- on NASCAR now <laughs> after his one championship that someone else carried him to yeah just like Trent Dilfer <laughs> I'll I'll just say reigning champion takes a lot more than one guy to get there <laughs> but we can move on but. Hopefully that helps people understand NASCAR a little bit better. If it doesn't, then you just feel free to tell me otherwise. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review unless you hate it, and then forget it. And if you don't <laughs> like it, tell them to kick rocks and go watch tennis or something. <laughs> Golf. Uh, apparently, I was getting yeah. yeah. All right, that's another uh, NASCAR talk. Yeah. Let's jump into the Southern Sixty Four then. Let's do it. All right, so this week it's food. Um, so let's just dive right in. Uh, we got four matchups this week. We got the one seed versus a nine seed, one seed, sweet tea, nine seed, chicken fried steak. I'm going to go chicken fried steak. I I've been, been on record as saying sweet tea is too sweet. I don't really like it. I don't really like too many sweet things, uh, besides liquor. So, <laughs> um, I'm going chicken fried steak. I've already shared on this podcast, a place in Texas that I would really like to go to again right outside the racetrack where they only serve chicken fried steak. That's one of the only things on the menu. So chicken fried steak for me, especially if it's for coming from babes. Uh, Logan, what do you think? All right. So enough from the carpet baggers uh, opinion there. <laughs> now from a born and bred Southerner, it's uh, as much as I like chicken fried steak, I'm going to definitely go with sweet tea because sweet tea is quintessentially Southern. And uh, until the doctor tells you, you need to cut back on your sugar. Like my doctor told me a couple years ago, you drink sweet tea and you want to inject it in your veins like an IV at the hospital. So sweet tea for me, it's the one seed for a reason. Sweet tea moves on in my book. Go ahead, Dustin. <laughs> uh, sweet tea. I mean, th- there's no contest here. Sweet tea is, there, there's nothing more Southern than sweet tea. And there's nothing more tasty. Like if you're, if you're hungover, if you're tired, if you're whatever, sweet tea. You, you drink that the next morning, it's delicious. So give me that, sir. Just disgusting sugar filled tea i love it causeway cafe style oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah you go <laughs> they go to the back to get more so they can make sure they got plenty in there morgan what do you think sweet tea chicken fried steak chicken fried steak i'm not gonna even go into just give me chicken fried steak wow Ooh. what a terrible choice it was i didn't expect that at all so we've I got a tie either. So we'll go to we'll go to Facebook with that and hopefully we'll get more than two responses this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The five seed mac and cheese, the four seed cornbread. Uh let's go back the other way. Morgan, what do you what do you think? Uh you know, I love some cornbread. I really do, especially with uh chili. Um, it's amazing. But when I come between these two right here, I love mac and cheese. Mm. I tell you what, <laughs> especially All right. uh, yeah, baked mac and cheese too. Oh god, put some uh, taco sauce on that. Amazing. I never would have thought to use taco sauce, but try it, man. 
bake it in the oven and then put some taco sauce on that. Keep that in the back of your mind. Make some next time we come down. <laughs> yeah, and we will. Dustin, what do you think? Well, this isn't a Chick-fil-A commercial where they're showing off their sides. Cornbread is far superior to mac and cheese. If you and if you get good cornbread, cornbread or hush nice. puppies. This is where I wish Jenny was listening because she would back me up on this. Because what do you mean by that? Yeah, doesn't Ma- know what she's talking about. You and Mama are wrong. I just gotta say, <laughs> either Mama's one. Mama's wrong again. <laughs> my, our family has a problem with the fact that my mom and I know what cornbread is and they don't. Oh, I love cornbread. Don't get me wrong. I love... <laughs> it's cornbread. Either or either version, Logan. Cornbread all day. And you got to add a little sugar to that too. That's how it's good. You got to make it sweet. Logan, rebuttal? Yeah, so cornbread is dry as hell. It ain't worth eating. I, if you go to Cracker Barrel and you tell me that you eat Cornbread instead of biscuits, you're a communist. I'm sorry. So it's biscuits over cornbread in that instance. Cornbread sucks. I don't care if it is Southern. It's mac and cheese all day. But biscuits weren't on the competition. It was cornbread and mac and cheese. (laughs) And it's still mac and cheese for me, man. (laughs) Uh, I can't follow that up. Mac and cheese and rodin biscuits. All right. I can't follow that up any better. Uh, I think people on this podcast and anyone that knows me know that's going to be mac and cheese. So that's a three to one for mac and cheese. Sorry, Dustin. (laughs) All right. The next is the six seed versus the 14 seed that knocked out the three seed last week. So the six seed, the six seed is barbecue. The 14 seed is Brunswick stew. This one's an easy answer. It better be four, four all the same way across this board. (laughs) All right, Morgan, what is it? Set the tone. Brunswick stew, buddy. And, <laughs> and better yet, it better be church parking lot Brunswick stew. Dustin. No. <laughs> church, look, church parking lot Brunswick stew in the big pot is one of the best foods on the planet. I do not disagree with that. But truly good Vinegar's Eastern North Carolina style barbecue, when it's at its best, is better. And I would rather have the barbecue all day long over Negative the front of Negative. <laughs> but so, whatever. I'll go next <laughs> and set Logan up by saying that I agree that it's barbecue because if you notice, uh, Logan was excited about having barbecue for his birthday tomorrow. He was not excited about getting Brunswick stew. I think Morgan's quitting the podcast. He just, wa- he just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's barbecue for me. Logan, response? Yeah, so, like, don't get me wrong. I love Brunswick stew. Like, church Brunswick stew is another world, especially if you meet somebody that lives out in the middle of the woods and they have a big old pot outside their house that just shot a deer and they put venison in it. That's good stuff. But don't get me wrong. When you have the best Eastern North Carolina style barbecue with the best vinegar sauce that you can have, and to piggyback off of what Ryan's saying, I'm excited about having Bruns- uh, not Brunswick stew. God knows that ain't true. We're <laughs> we're having barbecue for my birthday tomorrow at work. It, it ain't Brunswick stew, Morgan. I'm sorry. It's it's barbecue every day of the week. Bleep bleep my butt. Sorry, Morgan. Your 14 seed died. 
Uh, I hope this means that your mom will still give us frozen bags of uh, Brunswick stew. <laughs> nope. You have been kicked off the Christmas list, buddy. <laughs> Just to foreshadow a little bit, he's been canceled. Yes. Uh, you and all the crybabies in Chapel Hill are canceled. <laughs> we'll get to that later. We got one more matchup, though. Uh, and this may be a harder one for me than it is for everybody else. It's the 10-seed bourbon and the two-seed fried chicken. Uh, Dustin, let's start with you. Um, I said it in a previous episode, bourbon's overrated. I'm not saying it's not good, but everyone puts it up on this pedestal acting like it's just the greatest thing. On, it's God's gift to the planet. A lot of good alcohol on the planet. Bourbon's not the best one. Sorry to tell you. It's fried chicken all day long. Morgan? Fried chicken. Give me a big basket of fried chicken. I'll be happy. Logan, what do you got? Yeah, so, like, don't get me wrong. I love bourbon. Like, I I think it's a – I give it a little bit more uh, credence than Dustin does. It's my second favorite drink behind beer. But – Fried chicken is just fantastic. You can have fried chicken anytime, any time of the week. You can eat fried chicken. You ain't got to worry about driving home. So many different ways you can eat it. You can eat it many different ways. You can eat it in a biscuit. Go to Bojangles. You can eat it, um, you know, off the bone fried chicken legs. You can get the thighs. You can get the breast. I mean, it's just warm. You can eat it cold. cold. Eat it with a waffle. And if you're a D berry, you can eat it for Thanksgiving. Fried chicken's where it's at. True. So I tried to throw you guys off the scent here, but fried chicken for me, because I'm not a huge fan of sweet tea, fried chicken for me is the quintessential Southern thing for me. Um, Bourbon isn't even my favorite liquor. So if this was fried chicken versus gin, we might have a conversation, but it's fried chicken. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So again, the seeds that are advancing this week, we have a tie between sweet tea and chicken fried steak, mac and cheese, barbecue and fried chicken. Uh, This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that's seen us travel. (laughs) All right, I'll throw it back to uh, Dustin for the for our kind of anchor topic here. <laughs> sure. Um, so this week we wanted to figure out, you know, show a little bit about ourselves. Um, if there's one thing you know about the Missoula and Reckless guys is uh, we have strong opinions. And we like to share them. We also have stories, but we also love music. But the interesting part about that is. We all have different tastes, or at least somewhat varying tastes. Let's put it that way. Um, so we wanted to bring a little bit of the, those things together, bring a little bit inside of who we are, and talk about what was the first CD, album, cassette, record, whatever it was that you purchased. Okay. Right. Not that was a gift to you, not that you know you asked for, or whatever. You know, not some mixed CD someone handed you. What was your first album? that you ever purchased with your own money and kind of like dive in a little bit about that and kind of go from there. And we might maybe can take it a bunch of different ways, but Morgan, why don't you uh, All right. tell us a little bit about your first CD or cassette Let's, tape, whichever uh, it was. Well, you know, I'd like to say my first, you know, my first cassette tape that, you know, I actually enjoyed getting that, you know, just wasn't handed to me or a gift I thought I might like was, um, Surprise, surprise, was that Nevermind album by Nirvana. Wow. Yeah. Sick. It was the first one. I remember going, uh, I was 11, 
I remember the first time I heard the album or the cassette tape, I was at a summer camp. The summer after, it was summer of 92, uh, came out, uh, the record came out in 91 of November. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at the camp and we were just uh, hanging out outside the cabin. One of the counselors had it and put it on, playing it. And I remember being, I remember hearing the song uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit for the first time, like 11 years old. No, maybe 10. Sorry, I was 10 years old at the time. And uh, just thinking, what in the world is this? This is, sounds amazing. Like, I, you know, it's first music I actually, like, drew myself to and just couldn't, like, stop listening to it, you know. You have your all your stuff that your parents would put on, and you just would listen to it because that's what they have on. And, like, oh, this sounds pretty good. But hearing that that whole record that summer at camp, I was just like, I've got to get this. And I remember coming home, and I had completely actually forgotten about it. And I think it was almost a year went by, and... um I was at the, uh, we were at some record store, I guess, in the mall, and I had some birthday cash on me, and I remember seeing it, and I was like, this looks familiar, this band name sounds sounds familiar, you know, I'm 11 years old at the time, I guess, and I was like, I've got to check this out, and that was was the first cassette tape that I got, was the Nevermind album, now the first CD, if we're going to, because I thought first we were just doing the first CD, but first CD I ever bought was uh, Green Day Dookie. Another solid one. Yeah. Another was, solid one. I, I remember I remember going to the store. I got my first uh, CD player, and I was like, well, I gotta get it. Obviously, I got to get a CD to go with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I was like, uh, I, remember seeing, and I remember seeing the album, and I think it was the album cover that, that caught my attention more than anything. I didn't know much about the band at the time. I was like, let me check this out. It's a bunch of dogs on the front cover throwing feces at each other <laughs> off rooftops. I was like, this looks pretty funny. And uh, bought it, and it was just an awesome album. From from first first song to the last song, I remember playing it over and over again. But Very uh, important question. Yeah. What was, how many seconds of anti-skip did you have on your CD player? <laughs> uh. Let's just say you had to sit very still <laughs> and hold the said CD player in a bubble wrap, pretty much, like on top of a pillow, holding it like this, like, please don't skip. And I think that therein lies the biggest difference between my first CD experience and y'all's, because by the time that I, I got my first CD player, uh, it technology had gotten pretty good with anti-skip <laughs> you could you could walk down the road and and it wouldn't skip <laughs> well, i think right. that's but you yeah, ride the, the school never, bus the never but the, the nevermind album was the first cassette i wanted to purchase on my own nice. that's a solid choice yeah they, those also for anyone who knows you or has listened to the past 25 episodes of miserable and reckless would say that makes sense I just, well, I was going to say, uh, it's shocker. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't Celine Dion. Well, to bridge the generational gap here, Logan, why don't you share a little bit about uh, your first purchase? Yeah, so uh, my first purchase that I bought with my own money was actually a little bit later than you would expect. So, like, I had gotten CDs that I would ask for. I went to the store. The first CD that I ever picked out 
like our uh, mine and Dustin's granddad bought for us, but I don't count that one because I didn't buy it with my own money. Um, I got to give an honorable mention to the most influential CD that I got, which was passed down to me from Dustin, um, which was 2003 uh, Dirk Bentley's debut album. That's probably the most influential one in my music listening listening experience. But when it comes to my first CD that I myself purchased, I had just turned 16 years old. I was driving a 1990 uh, Ford F-150. It was tan. It was two-tone, uh, tan and brown. My parents still have it. And at the time, I hated the truck. Now I love the truck. I'd like to drive it anytime I go home. I don't know why it's like that. At the time, you hate it. Now you love it. But uh, I had one of those, like, uh, it only had a cassette player in it. So I had one of the old CD players. And then you had the cassette that you, you plugged in, and you plugged into the CD player for it to play it. Yep. So I went and I went to Walmart because I was like, Hey, I'm just got my license. You know, I gotta, I'm going to be able to drive around. I gotta play my own music. I don't, nobody wants to listen to FM radio. So I went there and I bought one CD and I just talked about this guy. I think it was either last week or the week before, but it was Gary Allen's 2010 uh, album, get off on the pain. Fantastic record still holds up. I just listened to it the other day, but the first uh, song on that record, this one always sticks out to me. Anytime I hear this, my ears perk up. Because any uh, the first song on that record was the title track, Get Off on the Pain. Every single day that spring, because my birthday's in March, baseball practice was uh, down, the baseball field was down on the back end of the school. You had to drive down a dirt road to get to it. I'd uh, reach across the bench seat because we didn't have air conditioning or uh, power windows in my truck. So I had to use the crank to get the uh, uh, passenger side window down. Had to get my window down. Then I'd roll down the dirt road like I was cool. Uh, even though I wasn't at 16 years old, listening to the title track to get off on the pain. And it was just like, it was, it, that song still perked my ears up because at the time you don't know at all what this means. Obviously as you get older, you do, but the opening line is like, don't know why I love women that love to do me wrong. I don't know why my life sounds like a heartbreak country song. And even though I couldn't relate to that at the time, it's something about that. I was like, hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Like I just, I loved it. And I think that started me on my path of uh, sad songs make me happy. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Also on brand. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Oh, uh, Angle, you want to keep this shit rolling and tell us what your first one was? Sure. Um, so my first gas station cassette, believe it or not, there's a little gas station across the street. Uh, from my house, more or less, for those familiar with Gaithersburg, it's my house is right where the air, air park road, right by the air park there in Woodfield hits, and there's a little Shell gas station. And I actually went in there, and they had this little Rolodex kind of thing of cassette tapes you could buy for 99 cents. And um, if you're getting a couple of McChickens, you know, you got to – there's a McDonald's right there. Then uh, you can also have a little bit left over for, you know, some – so a cassette tape to play in your walk-in, right? Because you got to listen to something while you're walking the mile or whatever to the gas station. So actually, the first cassette tape that I ever bought, swear to everything, is a uh, is is a uh, Leonard Skinner. Um, Leonard Skinner's greatest hits. I actually didn't write down the name of the album. I really should have done that. But uh, I think it's called the best yet or something like that. I'll have to I'll have to figure that out. I googled it beforehand because I have the track list here. But it literally had everything on it. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama, Give Me Three Steps, Simple Man, uh, Ballad of Curtis Lowe, Call Me the Breeze, Give Me Back My Bullets. Um, and of course, it ended with Freebird. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, so that 14 was, minutes of it. Yeah, exactly. Freebird, Freebird was the entire second side. 
Well, yeah, that was back when you had to you had to turn it over, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> unless you had the fancy one where it flipped it for you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did come out with those. I think <laughs> I don't. I didn't know about that. Maybe that was when I was on you fifteen cool. second anti skip or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I moved on to the next generation, which leads me to the so the first CD I bought, which I think that this is actually going to be unfortunately very on brand. Second. Yeah, is that uh, no, no? That's we'll, we'll we'll get to that on a later podcast. That's a um, that's 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 a big part of my life at an earlier age, but I couldn't afford to buy I'm music. Surprised. I'm I'm surprised. It was uh, it was Moby, Moby's album Play, um, and I know everybody makes fun of him, including Eminem. Wait, um, the guy but, from the guy from How Much Your Mother? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm very surprised. I, if I have a CD, I think it should be All Rise. <laughs> this the get, get Psyched Mix, All Rise. Sorry, Angle, we're derailing you right now for random pop oh, culture guy, references, but no, I, I I didn't know. I didn't realize he was on the show. So. He wasn't. <laughs> they thought oh. it was the guy was Moby. He ended up having a gun at a party. So <laughs> he's just some bald white guy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I looked it up. It came out May '99. I remember buying it for myself for my birthday. My birthday's in May uh, for my fifteenth birthday with uh with uh like some of my first paychecks from being a lifeguard <laughs> for those that don't know i spent about 15 years of my life doing that it was awesome so uh anyways uh, there, there's a couple of good albums or a couple of good songs on there but the main one was that, that got me was that porcelain song and the only reason i say that is because it's funny that you guys have these like connections to like stuff you bought or like it perks your ears up or whatever but um i uh I feel like that song was was um, in like every commercial when I was in high school. So like 99, 2000, I definitely remember being in a Volkswagen commercial and like the windshield wipers going back and forth, like with the rain. And it was like in, in time with the beat. Anyways, uh, it probably explains my uh, EDM or whatever you want to call it, like chill house connection a little bit later on in life that the first thing, the first CD I bought was. So apparently there's been a conflict in my music taste from the very beginning between Leonard Skinner and Moby. But uh, uh, I did look it up. Uh, it went multi-platinum in 11 countries and sold more than 6 mil- million units. So apparently I have decent taste. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so that's so, so you're going to claim championships, which is also on brand for you. Yep, 100%. Even, even if they're not real championships. <laughs> I'm going to claim that I knew the originals ahead of time. This is very on brand for me, this podcast. I knew what was going to be successful from the beginning. <laughs> It is the most successful EDM album of all time, if you consider it EDM. So, yeah, whatever. I, I, my extent of my knowledge of Moby is what he looks like and um, how I met your mother. That's yeah, it. that was where I first learned of his name was uh, I had to Google him because I was watching that that episode and they were like, is that Moby? And they were like, that's totally Moby. I was like, who the hell is Moby? <laughs> and I had to like Google it. It's also on brand because his Cribs episode, remember when that was on TV? Cribs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is like, he lives in like a Zen, like Buddhist house with like twigs in his bathtub and like, it's all white. And he has like, you know, three candles at the center of the table. I, I, go Google it sometime. It's, it, he's like some Buddhist monk now or something. So basically, <laughs> if you guys remember from um, the, the very origins of our uh, group text, it's what the Big Easy turned into after the last trip we all took there when they started remodeling the bathrooms and putting flower plants in the bathrooms where everybody used to pee in the sink. 
<laughs> Pretty much. Oh man, I'll never be able to walk by that place, but and never think about it except for at the Big Easy and Jenny getting people kicked out. Oh, it's still <laughs> the Big Easy. It just isn't the place that it was when I was in college. And Jenny was walking up to my boy that worked at the door and says, "Hey, do you know Logan?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like. Come with me. <laughs> Jenny got somebody kicked out. <laughs> yeah, which is also on brand. Um, no comment. So, so I'll I'll jump in here then, as so we don't get too off track. Uh, first CD that I actually bought was Matchbox Twenty. Yourself or someone like you. Fantastic which, album. Which really? is a, was a great album. You know, it was Y'all their first me? one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was their first one. It was, uh, you know, it was around the time I, when I got it, it was around the time that like push and 3am had come out. So those weren't the first two signals, but I think they were like two and three or three and four that came on off that album. Yep. How I got introduced to them though, was if you remember VH one's top 20 countdown, they mm-hmm. did it weekly and it was all videos. Like I watched that all the time. And that's how I saw Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20. And it's like, oh, this sounds pretty good. So I ended up buying the album. The album still holds up. I think it's a great album to this day. It was kind of a little bit traditional rock. It was kind of, you know, that post-grunge as we were in rock was coming back. I was about to say that, yeah. Which, to me, that's what I like. I don't really, you know, I'm a little bit of the opposite of Morgan there. I'm not a grunge fan. I always kind of I tried to like it, didn't like it. And uh and so it just kind of was and it's it's also adolescence, right? You're you're yep. starting to grow up. I think I I one time was told or, or read somewhere it's there's like a window when you start to discover your own music, kind of to Morgan's point earlier, where you really connect with it because you're breaking away from what it is that your parents have always introduced you to and showed you. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't appreciate what your parents shared with you. It just means you make a special connection to whatever it is that you find and say, I want this. And um, which interestingly enough, I, when I Googled the album earlier today, the description of it said, <laughs> said the album features themes of adolescence, adultery, loneliness, domestic violence, psychological abuse, humiliation, depression, anger, and alcoholism. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. <laughs> I don't know if that was like, I don't, two things. One, I don't know if that was like a, a miserable, a preview of miserable and reckless and all the things that we grumble about. And two, I don't know how my mom allowed me to get it. I guess she just never listened to the album. No, it it was not rap, so she didn't bother listening to it. She was like, "Oh, rock." Well, I used to listen to Journey, so. But it, <laughs> yeah, not it's funny. It's funny you say that because, like, as as is normally the case when someone has an older brother, you're very influenced with your musical taste by your older siblings, and it's funny that you brought up Matchbox Twenty because in the office whenever I have control of the Sonos speakers and make everyone listen to my music, when I'm not making them listen to my brand of Texas country or Texas rock, they, when they complain about that, cause it happens, trust me. I, what my fallback is always my second favorite thing that I like to put on for everyone. And, and they, I, I always catch out for it. It's matchbox 20 radio on Spotify because whatever it is, I love matchbox 20. 
I, like I'm a big fan. Rob Thomas's like solo records are good. So it's like, it's just funny because like I can always see Dustin and I are a little different when it comes to our, like our musical taste, but he definitely had an influence on the stuff that I listened to at the beginning, the stuff that I've listened to, I guess in the last five years, six years has been a little bit different, but my initial music listening was definitely influenced by my older brother. Yeah. Well, I'll take credit for all your good taste then. I like that. At least for, uh, for me and you, we think it's good taste. Everyone else is probably like, Oh, okay. That's, that explains it. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 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 another story to the cassette tapes. This wasn't my brother's first cassette tape, but it was one of the many he first bought. And he bought uh, Offspring Smash, the not the edited version from Walmart. And my mom, we got in the car to go home. I was like, "What did you guys get? Oh, we got some record, you know, cassette tapes." Oh, my mom's like, "We'll put it in. Let's listen." My brother, oh, being the person that he is, like, "Okay, well, let's put it in." And like he knew what was on it. Hit play. <laughs> Track one, you know how that one ends with you, but you know, I'm not gonna just like end the song, ends on like five or six cuss words back to back. And she goes, Eject, well, you're not keeping this. <laughs> Why would you put that in? That I don't was know. His fault. I, was, I was like, I don't know, I thought it'd be funny. I was like, Yeah, well, it's not funny now because you don't have it anymore. Morgan, thank you for setting me up to say this briefly. I deleted it out of the notes. My grandmother gave me, uh, the Dave Matthews before these crowded streets album on cassette for me to listen to. And I was so excited. And then I played it in the car, similar experience and crush the song crush came on for those that don't know. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much pornography in, uh, in a song. <laughs> so yeah, my Christian parents said, uh, no, no, this is not going to be in your, but it's funny how, like, when you're kids, you just try and convince them of, like, anything. Oh, it's it's completely – no, 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 no. This is just new. No. This is just oh, – oh, he's speaking about uh, uh, Jesus in this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally fine. I, Can I keep it, please? <laughs> I, I, could, I could see your dad now. Rolls down the window, hits a jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something similar. <laughs> yeah. So. Dustin, I will say it's kind of funny, like, even though you're a little bit more into rock and roll than I was, generally speaking, it's funny that both you and I were more influenced by what our parents listened to than what a lot of people were, because how closely I lean to country music, even like through an early age, like in high school or whatever it was. Like I said, I've said my most influential album was Dirk Bentley's 03 record, which was way more traditional than anything he's put out in the last like five years. Like, it's just like the, the stuff that we listen to is very weird for us at the ages that we were to be listening to when everyone else was listening to in your era, Limp Biscuit and Eminem. And then in my era, it was Lil Wayne and whoever else was popular at the time. <laughs> that was our college. Our college music was your high school music, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Like, what the killers? And yeah, and <laughs> even in that, even in that vein, like you know, I've always kind of been like a little on that other track because you know, back our parents listened to the Eagles all the time, which yep. were a big influence. Bob Seger, Keith Whitley. Um, I, Keith Whitley. Um, so those were all things that they passed on to us that definitely influenced our tastes. Um, when I was in high school, I discovered Tom Petty, which is probably the most influential artist in this music discovery I've ever had. But then I got in college and it was things like Wilco, you know, yeah. so other people were like into Kanye West and I was trying to get people to listen to Wilco. 
So yeah. Well, what's funny? What's funny when you say Wilco? I learned about Wilco through Dustin, and then I got Andy um, into Wilco, and we were listening to Wilco one time driving in my car in college, and we had two of our friends in the car, and we had the live version of Misunderstood. And anyone that's ever heard that version, at the very end of it, they say uh, nothing 37 times in a row. And somebody was like, is the CD skipping? I'm like, no, 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 just listen to it. <laughs> it gets better, I promise you. I promise you. The 30th, nothing sounds much better than the 20th one. Andy's sitting in the passenger seat going, nothing, nothing like that. And everybody in the back seat's like, what's going on? <laughs> Which is the same nothing. thing, Logan and I. Nothing's going on. <laughs> But it's the same reaction that Logan and I's youngest brother had when, when I was I picked them up at school or something when I was home from college, and that CD was playing in my car. And Landon, our youngest brother, was like, "I think your CD is skipping. I think it's got a scratch or something." And we're like, "Nope, that's that's actually how the song is." <laughs> White bread doesn't understand art. <laughs> I mean, look, he was he was in the Toby Keith. Yeah, so that. <laughs> the the 2002 record pull my chain or yank my chain or pull my chain whatever it was. Whatever. Landon Landon loved that record. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, well, there we go. There we go. There's a little insight into the musical stylings of the Miserable and Reckless crew. Um, Morgan, Morgan, if you want me to do a whole podcast on Oasis, just just let me know and I'll be happy to. <laughs> That's fine. As long as in that cold play, we're good. I like Oasis. Anyway, I, here's one second that. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather I talk about that. limp. I'd, I'd rather talk about like limp biscuit or something than cold play. Well, I don't know. I, actually, I'd take cold play with limp biscuit. No, limp biscuit. Fred Durst would is a crazy man. That's the late, the late nineties uh, music end is, is the one era I can do without. I jumped on your segue, Dustin. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I think this is a good time to kick it over to Morgan for a brand new, uh, what will become a recurring segment on this show. Well, so welcome to the brand new segment called Morgan's Cancel Corner, where we talk about all things that we like to cancel. So let's, with the first episode, um, Let's kick it to something really good that I think a lot of people people can probably relate to. So a little thing I like to call self-checkout counters. Now, I'm sure some people love them because they don't like dealing with, you know, young kids or older adults who don't know what the heck they're doing with their lives as their cashier. And they're just in a hurry to buy, you know, uh, three or four different items and get out the door. But I'm at self-checkout the other day. Got, you know, five or six items. All right. Scan it. Put in a bag. Please take item back out of bag and rescan, please. I'm looking at the and I'm looking at the screen showing it scanned, but the the sensor counter doesn't want to acknowledge that my said item has been done properly. So I take it back out, sit it back down in the bag. Then it then it goes. Please uh, place item in bag that has just been scanned. Like I'm, it's sitting in the bag. I don't know what else you want me to do here. Take it out, put it back down. Help is on the way. <laughs> so help comes over. He punches in his little key card and does his little magic, wipes everything out. Right, great. Scan the next two or three items. Happens again on the on the next item. Comes back over with his little magic key card, types it in, scans everything out. 
move right along. I'm thinking everything's great. I hit the pay button to move on. I think I'm all done with this transaction. I'm going to get out the door and get back to work. Help is on the way. You have an issue with <laughs> like what in the world is going on here? I would have gotten out of the store a lot faster had I just gone to a cashier who probably enjoyed me coming over there because it's helped me keep her have a job. Because the more self-checkout counters we have, the last cashiers we're going to have, which is more people unemployed. So for my first official cancel corner, I'm going to say self-checkouts, you are canceled. 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 We need like a yeah button to push. We really do. Like, canceled. I need to f- see if I can find a button to download so I can hit it every time Morgan cancels. But something. it just... How hard is it? You want to invent products to, you know, help with your, your cost in your store, not paying employees. Get something that works then, please, because th- this is not working for me. Yeah. Morgan, I agree with you. Self-checkout sucks. The only positive, I will say, was July 4th, 2015. I was 21 years old and went to the shittiest Harris Teeter in Raleigh that was over by my college apartment. And I learned a little trick. If you take the, I only did this like twice, so don't come after me. Cancel wow. and police. But <laughs> if you get a case of Natty Light that at the time was only like eleven ninety nine, and you tear the box yep. a little bit and you scan the barcode of the can instead of the box, it rings up <laughs> as a six pack and you get 24 beers for about 24 cents a piece. Perfect. Nice trick. I like it. Between you and impersonating an officer on the last episode, you're really telling us all your uh, truth here. <laughs> well, I, I told the guys on Country and Coke Hands the other week that after roughly 60 episodes of two different podcasts with all the things that me and my friends have said, I've decided that I'm going to just make it official now. I'm not running for president anytime in my future. <laughs> so you know what? The hell with it. I'm just going to say what I want to. <laughs> yeah, that 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 one left my, my chicken coop like uh, 20 years ago. Uh, yeah all right logan check the time do we uh do we have enough time for a bless your heart like just under an hour i think which has been about we're we're doing average we're doing we're at an hour right now yeah well let me check an angle um all right so looking at the time and we're not trying to go too long on this week's episode in the vein of the first, very first edition of Morgan's Cancel Corner, we are going to cancel Bless Your Heart this week. And we're just going to keep on. <laughs> it's canceled. So, yeah. Bless Your Heart, canceled. Miserable and Reckless, more miserable than pos- positive this week. So, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And we will see you next week. <laughs>